right. Ahoy, Mets fans. Welcome back to Amazing Avenue in Conversation. We are really, really thrilled to have some special guests with us today. We have Curtis Granderson, former Met, a uh, an all-around fan favorite. And uh, welcome to the show, Curtis. Thanks for being here. Thank you. Thanks for having me. We also have Pete Alonso, first baseman for the New York Mets, the polar bear, uh, the incredibly well-playing first baseman for this week. You had some amazing plays at first this week, Pete. Good job, man. Thank you. I appreciate that. It's going to be all year. All right. I love to hear that even more. And we also have David Chubach on the call from City. So hello, David. Hello. Good morning. Great to be here. We're going to start with you. So the Mets have partnered with No Kid Hungry for a couple of years now in City for the uh, City Community Home Runs program. Can you just tell our listeners what that program is and what you guys do for the community? Uh, absolutely. No, it's a really proud program, the uh, Community Home Runs program. Uh, it's the sixth season we've been doing it. Uh, it's a great partnership between City, our beloved New York Mets, and a great organization in No Kid Hungary, which focuses on dealing with food insecurity, which is such a terrible challenge, especially in this pandemic. The way it works is every time the Mets hit a home run at City Field, uh, we give $2,000 to No Kid Hungry to benefit child hunger relief. What that translates into is about 20,000 or so meals for every home run the Amazings hit at City Field. And the last couple of years, we've eclipsed a million dollars uh, for the program. And think of that, that's tens of millions of meals. Uh, in our community here in New York, uh, in the tri-state, and across the country with uh, No Kid Hungry. So really proud of that, excited for the amazing season, uh, really looking forward to many, many home runs this year. I, I think you speak for all of us when you say that. So, uh, And speaking of home runs, let's talk to Pete for a second. So, Pete, you have had a very strong start to the season. You've been hitting the ball all over the field. You've been playing an excellent first base. So how did you prepare for the season? And this is the first season of the Steve Cohen era. How does the season feel a little different so far for you? Well, I'm just really excited to, to be playing uh, somewhat of real baseball again because we got people in the stands again. Uh, we're playing 162 games. So this is a to me, this feels like a like a real year again. Um, and I, I'm just really excited because we have a lot of new personnel, obviously, with the ownership change that you mentioned. But uh, to me, I just think the energy and the vibe in the clubhouse is just is just so special. And I feel like as the more games we start to play, the more and more uh, chemistry we're going to build. So um, I, I'm just really excited and I'm really happy. I get to go to battle every single, every single day with those guys in the clubhouse. I mean, I really do think that we have a special group to do something great. And um, I, I can't wait to get to the yard every day, to be honest with you. So it's, um, it's an exciting time to play. And I know that for the fans too, it's an exciting time to watch because people can finally come back to the, come back to the, stadium and, and watch a game and people have missed live sports throughout this pandemic and um it's it's not just exciting to play it's exciting to watch and be a fan too so i mean it might as well come out to the ballpark and 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 experience it because it's it's we're a fun team to watch and it's going to be a fun fun season this year yeah one one thing pete that you and curtis have in common is that you guys are among the players who have been with the Mets over the last several years who connect with fans and, and you both, and I say this, that we're both Mets fans, obviously. Uh, and it, it doesn't go unnoticed that, you know, you guys connect, you, you, you get it. Um, and that's just, that's something that's pretty special. So uh, Curtis, I'm actually kind of curious to hear, uh, you know, Francisco Lindor comes in, Pete spoke about him the other day. And, and I thought gave a really good synopsis in the span of about a minute and a half of everything he brings to the table. Um, but Curtis, I'm just curious to hear what, you know, 
what you think uh, of, of Lindor and the 2020, 2021 uh, Mets as this season is starting. I think one of the things that Pete talked about in terms of just the energy and the excitement to get back into the clubhouse, a lot of that stems from the core nucleus that you have. And then you add in a piece like a Lindor, you go, all right, we were good. And now you add in this great all-star, this young player who's energetic, who's lively, who's just a great people person, clubhouse person that helps uplift things. Very similar to when we acquired Joanna Cespedes in 2015. Our team was rolling, the team is good, and now you see the team make a move and everyone's like, all right, it's time to go. And sure enough, the current Mets are in a very similar situation and it's awesome and amazing to see that the team is going to go for it, going to bring in a piece that can definitely be, you know, one of those extra bits to push you over the hurdle and you lock them up long-term. You know, Pete spoke in and was definitely negotiating, trying to get him a few more dollars. Hopefully Lindor <laughs> gave you a couple percentage points, maybe just 1%. You know, I think it was definitely <laughs> worth it. But, it, but it's great to see that support and that love, especially being that guy coming in, knowing that these teammates want you there. So I think it's a, a good fit across the board, not only for those guys on the field, but for those fans that Pete talked about that are going to get a chance to be back in the stands. Mm-hmm. And Curtis, when you, uh, when you came over to the Mets, in, in your introductory press conference, you said two things that people, us Mets fans, don't remember. The first was that you had some good salmon when you went out to dinner with Sandy Alderson. <laughs> and, and, and the second was that you said that uh, you had heard that real New Yorkers root for the Mets. And that, that statement has stuck with Mets fans for a long time. And uh, I wanted to talk about your years playing in Queens. What was it like to play in front of Mets fans? Was it considerably different to play in front of Mets fans than in front of Yankee fans? You know, it's, it's interesting. When you're with the Yankees, of course, you have the history and the tradition. It's one of the longest standing, most recognizable teams, not only in the United States, Major League Baseball, but the world. And you had got, I, mean, I was playing with, you know, the big four, Jeter, uh, Pettit, Mariano and Posada over there. So you always had that there. And it was a c- constant. But when it came over to the Mets, I feel like it was like this, these ebbs and flows. But when it got high and Bartolo's hitting home runs, and the apple is rising and Cespedes is hitting the ball to the second and the third deck. And we're coming back against teams that people don't expect us to come back against. And now we're in the playoffs and we're making that push. The place is truly rocking. It's loud. It's energetic. And the fans are just all over the place, which is great to see. Plus just the amount of support on the road when the seven line would come out. That was one thing that really stood out to me. They would take over an entire section on the road ballpark. And in baseball, you don't see that too much. The fact that they gather together, do it in, wear their blue and orange, take over the streets. You see them going to get something to eat and in the ballpark. All those different things get you motivated and excited to step in the ballpark as a Met. Yeah, the uh, <laughs> all of that is great. And, and the Bartolo home run actually gives me a question to ask Pete. So... Uh, you know, on this current roster, this might be the last year that we see pitchers hit, depending on how things go over the offseason. Uh, mm-hmm. Pete, any scouting reports on on some of these Mets starting pitchers and who might be the most likely to uh, hit one out of the park first this year? I don't know. Uh, Jake, obviously, is a great candidate, former college shortstop, uh, really good swing. And the biggest thing, it's hilarious how Jake, I think, I think we're in Miami in 2019. Yeah, we were definitely in Miami. And their starting pitchers uh, absolutely cruises through the lineup until through the first time until Jake gets up. 
Jake hits one probably about 10 rows deep. And he's like, guys, come on. Like, it's not that hard <laughs> with like a, like a big old smirk on his face. So, um, but Ty, Ty Walker's got an absolute great swing. Stroman's got a great swing. Um, I think our pitchers rake, to be honest with you. So I wouldn't be, um, I wouldn't be surprised if any, any of them go up top, but I think, um, if anything, um, if there's going to be a silver slugger given to any pitcher in the national league, I think it's going to be one of our guys. Hey, and I was actually on that Marlins team in 19 when Jake came in and I'm like, all right, cool. You know, we're winning, we're up, we're rolling good. And then anytime Jake comes up, having played with them, most pitchers I scoot in Jake. I was like, nah, guys, we got to play back and don't go easy on him. And sure enough, bam, Jake just <laughs> rockets one out. I was like, here we go again. So uh, that's just how he does. So yeah, I, I would put my money on him to go ahead and get one out at city field first. Now, Pete, I know you're on a bit of a social media hiatus right now, but Curtis was part of something mm-hmm. really cool with the Mets where he he was one of the guys that ran a we follow Lucas Duda Instagram account, which <laughs> was kind of like, like, like a sly Instagram account, taking some photos with Lucas and posting it. Who is the teammate of yours you would most like to set up like a rogue Instagram account for where you would take some pictures of them just, you know, in their natural habitat and sharing it with the world? I would say... Oh man, that's a that's a tough one. I would say either Dom or uh, Dom or Jeff. I would say one of those two. It'd be hilarious. Those what about of- them would make them a good candidate for that? I mean, both of them are are just kind of just absolutely hilarious guys, and I feel like showing some of the things that we get to experience on a day to day basis would be would be awesome. And I I I have seen that um, that that Lucas dude account like when it was when it was going um and it I, I thought it was hilarious it was absolutely great contact and I, I think um I think either Dom or, or Jeff Jeff McNeil would fit the bill <laughs> yeah yesterday I was just glad that Jeff didn't hurt anybody uh celebrating after his home run he he looked like he was ready to run through a wall <laughs> mm-hmm. oh my god that was I mean that's fun I mean um a whole a birthday bomb tie up the game in the ninth inning i mean first hit of the season like that's it's such a big moment for him and all of us were just so hyped up i mean that was and then the whole reaction from the crowd i mean that was that was special i mean i know that it was only 25 percent capacity but if if the entire place was full i think there would like that entire place would have like come down like from all the noise you know because that place would have just been absolutely rocking so i can't wait till Till the entire stadium's full to, to see what what that reaction would be, but it's um, I mean Jeff Jeff had a special day yesterday, and I'm I'm really happy for him. Yeah, yeah, no, that's great. We had a chance to talk to Trevor May uh, over the off season, and you know, no disrespect to Minnesota fans, uh, and I know Curtis had some experience playing out there too uh, as an opposing player in that division. But we said, look, you know, there there just isn't something like a Mets crowd uh, when it's going nuts, and you know. Down the stretch in 2019, Pete, obviously you you were a centerpiece of that and, and got to experience it. And and Curtis got to be a part of that in uh in 2015 and, and really throughout his tenure with the Mets. Um but yeah. Uh so I guess shifting back just a little bit to the charity side of things, um, uh, you know, talking about home runs at City Field, that you know, that's what you guys are doing here. Uh, you know, Pete currently, Curtis, you you know, you were in that role with the team. Uh, what does that charity work with, with this organization mean to you guys uh, as the season's going on? 
like, like well, what, I, what kind of stuff do you get involved with with it well so um basically any home run not just that i hit but any home run that that the team hits uh two thousand dollars is going to be donated to no kid hungry and um we get to really help those in need um that that need food and don't know where their next meal is coming from so to be able to to help out on the, like just by playing a game and just sending a ball over the wall, raising the apple. Um, any, any time that anybody does something cool in the game like that, they get to, um, they get to feed hungry kids, not just here in New York and the tri-state area, but they get to feed um, people across the country. And it's, it's really special to be able to, to help people, uh, to help people out um, and to be involved with it and to be the ambassador. It's, it's truly an honor. And um, for me, I'd, I, it's such a blessing to, to be a New York Met and to represent the city of New York on the field, but to be able to help out other people by playing the game and, and being an ambassador, it really means a lot. So I, I'm just really appreciative of, um, of, of city giving me this opportunity to, to be the ambassador and be a spokesperson um, to, to bring awareness to, um, to no kid hungry. And I, I'm just, I'm just really honored. And I just want to do good and not just our community here in New York, but in the, in the, in the whole country. So it's really special for me. It was cool to, to start the program, to be the first ambassador and pass the torch on to, to Pete, to continue to do amazing things with the Mets, with no kid hungry, just continuing to do what he does. And that's play baseball and hit home runs and have a good time while doing it. And, and like Pete touched on, you know, No Kid Hungry definitely helps out huge in the New York area, but they help out across the country. And as my time with the Mets, we had you know, terrible hurricanes come through the Houston area. We were able to connect with No Kid Hungry, partner up with the food banks in Houston to make sure that the people down there that were affected by those hurricanes were able to also get food. So those home runs that we were hitting were raising money, getting meals, and it was going directly in need. And at that time, that was one of the areas that definitely needed most. This pandemic has highlighted a lot of areas, including New York. And as the Mets just continue to keep hitting home runs, which I know they'll do, and it's great that they get 81 home games here to do it, they'll get a chance to raise a lot of money, raise a lot of food for definitely a lot of kids in need. Now, uh, it was mentioned before that Pete is the ambassador for this program for the Mets. And so what that means is that there's going to be a new element to this this year. There is the fan of the game sweepstakes. And if fans go to sny.tv slash chr through the 20th of September, you can enter a contest to uh, have your name on a Mets broadcast, win an autograph, some autographed Mets merchandise, and you're entered into a virtual meet and greet with Pete if you win that. And so, Pete, if, if somebody wins that, what type of stuff, what's what, what sort of stuff do you want to talk to people about? Like when a, when a fan gets to meet you, what's the stuff you're passionate about talking to them about? Okay, before I answer that question, um, I just want to mention that if any fan were to click on the click on that link that you mentioned on the SNY link, if you were to donate five dollars or more, you you have additional submissions. So I, I don't know exactly how many, but I think you your name is put in there a lot more times. So that's good to know. Also, Thank if you. you Yes. And then also, if you see a really sick backflip, maybe add an extra 10 or $15. And then because um, with the home runs, you got to have a bat flip. So you got to have, of course, if you if you like the bat flip, then you can obviously add an, an extra 10 or $15 or whatever you think um, to, to get your name in there a couple extra times. So I'm sorry, I just had to add that in. There, no, but, thank um, you. Um, <laughs> But I don't, so regarding um, the meet and greet, I mean, honestly, it's just a open conversation. I, I think um, 
I mean, it would be via Zoom uh, after the season, but I mean, it's going to legit be any, there's no, no limitations, no nothing. And just be a honest, uh, transparent, like whatever conversation, I mean, wherever the conversation goes, I mean, I mean, it, it just kind of be like right now, how we're just kind of talking and, um, and it just be like a natural conversation and be, and, and I love interacting with fans, answering any questions regarding, um, regarding team stuff or, uh, playing against a, an opponent or or just personal questions. I mean, it's whatever whatever the fan, whatever the, the person's curious about, I'd be happy to answer and talk about, or we could just have a conversation about food or wine or whatever, wherever it goes. Uh, well, so one of the things that we do on this show a lot is we actually talk about music. So both Curtis and Pete, what are you listening to right now? What, what, what's, what's, what, what's your jam right now? Oh, Curtis, do you want to go first? <laughs> right my jam right now i'm trying to think you know i've been throwing it a little old school back um for some reason you know a lot of west coast has been been popping in you know dr dre snoop tupac um why i'm on the, the west coast wagon right now i'm not 100 percent sure but when i feel it and just go i, I just kind of get into it um so a, a lot of that nothing but a g thing has always been a classic of mine so that has been in heavy rotation in the morning workouts which you know, definitely don't mind that. It can always be good to go. Uh, and, and again, to, to kind of follow up, make sure everyone, you know, donate that $5. Pete can talk. He's a great talker. He's awesome. Pete and I's first interaction, he actually just came up to me and we sat and chatted for, that might've been like 30 minutes. This is during spring training. We had stuff to do and we just forgot and like, you know what, let's just chat it up. So if you win this opportunity, it's going to be a great conversation. And ever yeah. since then, you know, Pete and I have had, you know, great conversations. So do that. Talk about the music. Mention Dr. Dre in the West Coast when you get a chance to do it and the home runs. I can vouch as a huge Mets fan here, getting a chance to spend a couple of minutes with both Curtis and Pete. It is the opportunity of a lifetime. Frankly, you want to give more than the $5. I'd say you want to multiply by 10. And if there's a backflip, maybe a couple extra dollars. But whatever you can give, I think, is important to participate in such an important time to do so. So for anyone who's able, this is an opportunity of a lifetime. Take advantage. So Pete, what's on the headphones, man? <laughs> so my favorite artist right now is Tosh Sultana. Um, she is unbelievable. She's basically the like the new Jimi Hendrix. Um, she's extremely vibey. She has she plays all the things she does herself. Um, I think she can play maybe like 15 or so instruments like the best way I can describe her music, it's an experience. It's an experience uh, to listen to. Um, and she's actually um, one of her, one of her songs is, is my walkout. It's called jungle. Um, and for me, I, I'm just a huge like, guitar fan. I love anything with, uh, with an unbelievable sounding electric guitar. I've actually picked it up this off season. Oh, look at you. <laughs> there we go. I had one in arms reach. I had to pull it out. So what um what's your favorite one that you have? Uh, I have I have an electric twelve string guitar. I, I'm a I'm a big like Beatles guy from back in the from my parents played it when I was a kid. So that guitar is a lot of fun for me. Chris plays guitar nice. too, actually. We got a couple guitar players here. Yeah, and I have a music rec, but Pete, hold on, finish your thought on uh you said you picked up guitar over the off season? Yeah. Um so I, I decided to splurge a little bit and I got I got a Fender Telecaster. Um well, the reason being I got a telly is because uh, Tosh, Tosh plays a telly and she is kind of like my instrument, um, 
I guess she motivated me to pick it up because I've always wanted to learn how to play guitar. Um, but how how she can manipulate sound and, and make it sound, I, I don't know. She just has such a unique and incredible sound. So um, I think if you'd be missing out if you don't listen to Tosh Shelton after this podcast. There we go. So yeah, that's I'm going to take that recommendation and, and give a listen on Spotify when we're done. Same. And then I'm going to throw a recommendation back at you because based on everything you just said, I think you would absolutely love him. Uh, there's a musician named Mdu Mokhtar, M-D-O-U, Mokhtar. Uh, and he, he's African. Uh, you know, two other guys in his band are, are from uh, Africa as well. And then there's one guy from the United States who plays bass with them. And uh, I just mind-blowing skills on the guitar, saw him live and was just like, what is happening? Uh, just blown mm -hmm. away. So... I will throw that at you and I hope you enjoy it. Well, well, gentlemen, thank you so much for making time for us today. If there's anything, any last thoughts you want to give Mets fans for the season, whether it's about no kid hungry or about the 2021 Mets, go for it. You guys, the floor is yours. I'll let you go first, Pete. Uh, all I got to say is LFGM and, and guys, please keep coming out to the stadium. It's, it's really um that that first home game was such a vibe it was it was incredible having you guys out and the electricity in the stadium was was incredible and as like more and more people uh get vaccinated and the more and more people um are are starting to become healthy and cases start to go down uh the more and more people get to come back to the stadium so i just want to say thank you guys for coming out that did come out and uh it's going to be a hell of a year so um, I know that we have a really good team and we were really loaded to do something special, but having you guys having that home field advantage, I can't tell you how important it is and how fun of an, uh, of an environment it is for us. And I know it is for you guys too. So I just want to say thank you and please keep coming out. And fans, if you, if you can't get to the ballpark, I know there's restrictions. We can sense and feel as players the support from you watching, from being around town. It was amazing just to see people wearing blue and orange throughout the city and, you know, having the hats and the jackets and the shirts as you're walking to and from a restaurant or getting your groceries or on your way to the ballpark. All that stuff gives us energy as players as we step on the field. So continue to show your love and support. Continue to keep donating the $5, knowing it's all going to a great cause. No kid hungry, fighting food insecurity. And it's doing so many great ways. Pete's going to hit a bunch of home runs. The Mets are going to hit a bunch of home runs. They can see that apple rise up, which is one of my favorite things. I know fans out there love seeing it. So every time it rises, they're putting runs on the board. They're getting a chance to win. And they're feeding kids in need. Well, folks, thanks again for listening to Amazing Avenue and Conversation. We truly appreciate it. Thank you to David Chubak. Thank you to Pete Alonso. Thank you to Curtis Granderson. Thank you to the folks at City for making this possible. We had a great time talking to everybody. And uh, make sure that you go to sny.tv slash chr to enter that contest to for the chance at the uh, uh, virtual meet and greet with Pete Alonso. And also just to donate to the great cause. You know, I, I think that all of us have in this past year hopefully gained a bit of empathy for others in you know situations that might look and sound very different than ours but really aren't that different at the heart of it so 
Uh, no Kid Hungry is a fantastic organization, and I very much personally applaud City and the Mets for partnering with them. So make sure to, to donate some money or some time or at least some clicks to that organization. All that stuff does truly help. You can find this and other Amazing Avenue shows at AmazingAvenue.com, as well as game recaps, news, analysis, all sorts of stuff. You can also find Amazing Avenue on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Amazing Avenue. This podcast can be found on Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, right at AmazingAvenue.com. Wherever you get podcasts, you can find this. You can find me on Twitter at Brian Needs a Nap. And until next time, let's go Mets. And in honor of Pete, LFGM. LFGM.